Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Braveheart Lacrosse Show. As always, I'm your host, Greg Marzak, excited to be bringing you some of the best lacrosse content on the internet. Um, in this episode, we'll be recapping the summer with Omnia. We officially came to a close after uh, this past weekend. It was an amazing summer. Uh, we'll be going over the details, and we've got a lot to catch up on. I mean, we had the uh, Olympic Games, Summer Sixes, uh, championships that happened. We had the PLL All-Star Game. Uh, like I said, we, we had the Omnia end of summer tournaments. So we've got a lot to go over this episode, and I'm really excited to, to get back at it. Without any further ado, here's a quick message from our sponsor. This episode is brought to you by the official sponsor of the Braveheart Lacrosse Show, Omnia Lacrosse. Whether you're in Grand Rapids, Hazlitt, Metro Detroit, Traverse City, Alma, Omnia Lacrosse is the premier club lacrosse program in the state of Michigan. I wouldn't say this if I didn't believe it. That's why I coach for them. They are the top lacrosse program in the state of Michigan for club lacrosse. So whether you're looking to just get started and entry-level playing, or you want to take your game to the next level and go on the recruiting tournaments, Omnia Lacrosse is the club program for you. Check out their website at omnialacrosse.com or use the link on, on my website, Braveheart Lacrosse Show, uh, to find out what opportunities are available. As always, I just ask if you're going to listen to this episode, which I appreciate. Um, I would just uh, recommend any young players, youth players, you know, put their headphones in, get out and hit the wall um, or shoot. You know, episodes are, uh, like I say, every time, 15, 20, 30 minutes, whatever it is. Uh, take this opportunity not only to engage with whatever content's coming your way, um, but also go hit the wall and get better. It's going to pay dividends in the future. Um, so, you know, just put your head down, get through it, and uh, you'll be a better better player for it. So last thing about... Uh, before we get into the episode, just an update. August 13th and 14th are the tryouts for the upcoming 2022-2023 uh, 20, year with Omnia. Uh, there is opportunities if you want to be a part of this program uh, to get involved. You can uh, check out the website omnialacrosse.com. There'll be a link in the bio. Be sure to check that out. Um, and, and, you know, get an opportunity to get ready uh, for the next upcoming season, whether that's um, fall or, or the winter workouts or summer travel. Uh, Omnia Lacrosse has opportunities for you to get better. So let's recap here uh, this summer experience with Omnia. Um, I was fortunate to get, uh, you know, pretty wide breadth of opportunities with the program um, personally coached the 28-29s, which oddly enough, uh, that, that young gun team, I think had the best record, um, maybe ever. They went, uh, to, uh, something like 26 and one since fall. And they've only lost one game. And, and that was in the championship at Project Midwest to Ohio Resolute. So that, 28, you know, there's there's talent across the board, even starting off with our young team. Shout out to a couple of guys, uh, Everett, uh, Cash, 
Um, we had um, my my buddy, um, a lot of good guys on that team, um, and I just you know I think that that's awesome. They really came together as a program, and uh, you know it was awesome to see them develop and and uh, you know have a lot of success this summer, not only on the field but together as a team and, and have fun together and come together as a group. So, um, so moving on, um, we'll go through just some high level notes. It was awesome to get to see, uh, coach Pulaski out there. Um, you know, I have a pretty good relationship with, with their family. Uh, the Pulaski family, obviously legends within not only brother rice, but Michigan lacrosse, uh, community. Um, Peter was coaching, uh, this past um, summer with Omnia, I know he was with uh, um, Coach Ko and and the boys over in in Grand Rapids um, in the f- in the spring. Um, but he's you know I, he's a legend. Um, I know he's he's a unique character, definitely a presence on and off the field. Um, but he's someone that coached me when I was growing up. Um, and someone that I think my class would say they looked up to, uh, and anyone at Rice just sort of looks up to that guy and the guys he played with, you know, his buddies. And um, now, you know, it's it's cool to sort of kick it with him and, and uh, socialize, but, you know, when I was growing up, he and that class, that 28 or 2008, 2007, 2009, that era... Um, you know, they were the real deal. They, 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 uh, <laughs> they were number one in the country. Uh, they were obviously Midwest champions. They were guys that, like, I just, you know, we looked up to. And, and um, it was, it's awesome to see him still around and, and uh, you know, see him giving back because he's, he's got so much. A couple national championships, um, a couple state championships, you know, he's the real deal. And so uh, we... we I, I I was really glad I got to you know coach with him and talk to him and just you know reminisce about the good old days and um, yeah I think uh, anybody you know after watching just sort of his team interact with him uh, you know the kids coming up to him sort of hugging him thanking him <laughs> he, as much as he says you know he doesn't need any of that uh, it's cool because uh, it's cool to see that because. I hope kids realize what a uh, honor it would be, you know, and and uh, how much lacrosse knowledge he is he has and and is willing to share. Um, you know, I remember looking back, uh, not to reminisce too much, but he was one of the biggest defensemen. Him and his brother Jimmy, and then I, you know, played with John and and uh, Joe Plyski, legends all across the board. But uh, Jimmy and Peter were just like the biggest guys. You know, there had been a fight in the UAD game in the champion state championship, uh, and I watched him and Hogan's brother, um, you know, just like, I mean, the attackman from UAD jumped Yost, the goalie at Rice, and on a clear, and then and then obviously you have these two All-American defensemen come through and clear them out, and I just remember watching that and thinking, like, wow. Like, this is what I want to be a part of, you know. Um, now, Peter will say it wasn't him, but, of course, he was in there, and he'll say it was Hogan. But anyway, the point is, um, you know, 
he's he's awesome and and uh, he's definitely got an attitude about him. But um, overall, I think he's a great person, great family, uh, and and someone to be respected in the lacrosse community. And you know, he's like I said, I saw that with the kids at Omnia, um, you know, thanking him and and uh, you know going up to him after the tournament. So anyway, not to dive too much into soggy details there, but. Um, yeah, just all across the board. Uh, a lot of success this summer. Now we'll jump into the 2024s team I coached. And, you know, we had in the, the first two tournaments, you know, we we, we were working and, and getting to the winner's brackets. Um, but I'll be honest, I, I felt like we had a lot more potential that we weren't hitting on, um, you know, for whatever reason, for, for whatever reason, um, whether it was, you know, we didn't have a lot of full practices as a team. Kids, you know, we had a sort of, not a wonky schedule, but just back-to-back and some kids skipping, they travel, other, uh, you know, commitments. So it took us a little while to to find our stride. And, and uh, man, did we come together at the last tournament. Um, we, we had a perfect last tournament. That's what I have to say. You know, there, there were times where it took us a while uh, to start off each game, but we went 5-0 and uh, won the championship. So uh, shout out to Trilogy. Thanks for having us. Um, I'll be waiting for a check in the mail, but um, we won the Ocean State Showdown uh, up in Rhode Island at Bryant, and it was such a cool, cool event that, you know, thank goodness, knock on wood, whatever you say. For no injuries, uh, our team came together. I know we were down a couple guys, and maybe, um, you know, we, we had the guys there that w- were meant to be there, and and that filled a role, right? Uh, performances across the board that stick out. I mean, Carter on defense, Teddy being disciplined, which really helped us. You know, Garrett, Peter, Isaac, uh, even Will on the wings hunting for ground balls. That was great. Moving up the f- oh, I mean, how could we forget? You know, it was back and forth uh, for our goalies. You know, one would be on, and then the other one would be just, you know, itching to get in, and then he'd have an, an stellar half. Um, so Charles and Josiah, incredible performances. Uh, that was awesome. You know, great morale boosts on the sideline when you guys weren't in. And, um, you know, some other things that stick out. Mikey, obviously, an incredible performance. Uh at Troy, you know, he's a midfielder at Troy, incredible faceoff guy. But honestly, looking back, Coach Jubes and I talked about it, one of the even most reliable guys with the ball in his hand. Um, and great, you know, getting in the guy's, guy's head about uh, faceoffs and, and even rock, paper, scissors before. And it was so funny uh, and, and such a weird balance where, you know, you, you like to think as a coach you do a lot, but really you're just there to put uh, put guys in the right positions to, to make the plays, and you trust your players, and it's ultimately up and on, on them. You know, every once in a while, coach makes a right call, whether it's timeout in a critical situation or, you know, making a slight adjustment in a game that the kids can't see but, you know, needs to be made. But really, the players are the ones to, uh, to perform and, and – um, Mikey, you know, coach and I had talked about it. If we came down to it, because we read the rules and we knew that if there was an overtime, you know, at some events they were going to go into a two-minute overtime, and if nothing, then the game just ended in a tie. But if it didn't end in a tie, went to 
you know, Braveheart, which is the situation that this podcast is. So coming full circle, this podcast is named after one of the most unique situations in all of lacrosse. I really believe it, where it's just a one-on-one. You put two kids in the middle of the field and uh, you let them duke it out and you get the goalie, you know, not fight, but, you know, fight for the ground ball, face off, and then usually it comes down to, like, who can ever get the first shot in. So, you know, Coach and I had seen this in the rules, mentioned it in the beginning of the day, and we said, you know, if it comes down to it, who's our guy? Coach Josh Chupinville was like, well, let me think about it. And I was like, I'm just going with Mike. I mean, this is our guy. Like, um, you know, our other face-off guy, Noah, incredible. Uh, um, and, you know, without a doubt, a, a reliable player as well. But just off the top of my head, I said, Mikey, and, and uh, sure enough, you know, we get down to the last game of the first day. Uh, and, you know, like I said, it took us a little while to find our clicks, but um, we, were, we, we, we pushed it to overtime, sort of a wonky situation at the end of the game where there was over there was time and the ref couldn't hear that the clock had been blown we sort of played it out so you know it went up back and forth and then the game behind us actually was omnia versus stags which the albany stags which is the same teams that were already on the field so now we doubled the amount of like publicity around this game the audience size went up and it's coming down to a, a brave heart and Noah also, you know, like I said, would have been the guy, but he had been on the field for a majority of the overtime. And I was just like, listen, Coach Mikey's our guy. You know, this is who we're going with. Um, you know, the team went crazy. Everybody in the huddles like, Mikey, Mikey, cheering him on. And so never a second of doubt, you know, you, put, you trust your guys and you put them in there and, you know, ultimately let them make the plays. And sure enough, he did. I mean, won the face off, pushing it forward, you know, going down the alley, puts it in the net, and bang, we get it. So, and we, incredibly looking back, we needed that because had we not gotten the win in the overtime in the Braveheart, then we would have been in, tied for, you know, first or second in the A bracket, which we would have ended up losing the tie because of our goal differential. And so we needed the win, and we got it. So we were 3-0 three, three and oh on day one, and... Um, that put us at a bye for Saturday. So, again, I'm just giving you a recap of an incredible weekend out in Rhode Island. We get there Sunday morning. You know, we get up, we go, sort of watch the game before us. We knew it was going to be a back and forth because we had already played the Leafs. And uh, actually, shout out to all the teams that were out there, the the, the Leafs, the Penguins, um, you know, they, the... Uh, um, Kings, the Stags, everybody had a great performance, great competition, great event run by uh, Trilogy, extremely hot. I'd never been to Bryant, um, but it was a good good facilities there, I'd say. Um, and uh, awesome weight room, actually, now that I think about it. That was a really cool facility that they had. So um, we, we get there, we win the first game, you know, in a close way. It went back and forth for the first half. And then in the second half, we just went on a run, and that carried over to the championship game, and we ended up winning 11-3. to And, you know, like I said, we really found our stride at the end of the games and uh, put it together for a great win. That culminated, you know, what I, Coach Josh and, and myself, you know, said is like, listen, these, that peak, well, that was our peak performance. That was what everyone, you know, we believed every player could, peak, you know, 
compete at that level, play at that level, and and we came down to it. And ultimately, at the end of the game, it was one of our cleanest games, no penalties. You know, you call the timeouts at the right time. You, you put the guys in. They take the right shots. They're moving the ball all across the board. It was incredible. And so, you know, I couldn't be more proud to be a part of that team. And um, I know Coach Josh was pretty fired up about it. We got the trophy. And uh, we even made social media. Uh, and so, I, like I said, I, I that was awesome. That was a great performance and shout out to the 24s and then the 23s were taking the field after us uh and we had some guys uh you know on that team mikey robert you know guys that i think everyone looks up to in the organization as like the top top of the 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 omnia program and uh lance t Mitty, you know been working on shooting all week prior to this gets the ball i'm just fast forwarding because you know i don't want to talk too much about dcat's team and get them all hyped up but lance d midi incredible d midi and listen that's not a derogative term it's like he is a defensive specialist and is so good at what he does and um you know you need guys like that because it comes down to a situation where he just works, gets the ball back, puts the ball, you know, rides a guy out on his hips, takes him out of the play, uh, you know, recovers when the defensive slides, knows where to be off ball. Anyway, end of the championship game, 15 seconds left, puts the ball on the ground, picks it up, pushing a fast break. You know, the bench, everybody's screaming because there's like 10 seconds left. He's pushing it up the field. Five seconds left. Bang. Puts it through the five hole of the goalie. And like, that's it i mean everybody's going nuts jumping up and down you know team rushes the field uh, fireworks lights camera action everybody's uh crying kissing babies and uh signing the checks so that was awesome to see the 2023 double a 2024 double a uh we had you know 23 single a's 26s 28 29s uh all win championships what a great weekend for the brand um, and ultimately, you know, the players earned it and, and, uh, you know, we couldn't be more proud of them as an organization. So shout out to everybody. I thought it was an amazing summer. Um, great to be a part of, I know DCAT and JD were so proud and, uh, coach KO and that was awesome to hear. So again, um, you know, really great performance and, and something really cool to be a part of. So. Now that we talked a little bit about the end of the summer with Omnia, let's uh, take a step back here and look outside of Michigan and outside of high school lacrosse and talk a little bit about the international game. So um, the sixes happened, and that was, I think, a really cool opportunity. I know in Omnia we talked about it, uh, getting kids, hey, check this out. There's this event coming up. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's going to be a different format. It's going to be something really cool, something, and I talked about it on the podcast. It's going to be something different and, uh, a lot closer to the box format. I think, you know, there was obviously field aspects, but ultimately I think the strategy for that sixes situation is, is a lot more based off of box and no surprise because of that. Canadians were were better prepared. Um, you know, we saw 
them possess the ball a lot more, have an incredible goal differential, be able to put the ball in the net. And, um, you know, I was talking to Coach Josh Jumanville, um, NLL player and, and uh, you know, box guy. And, you know, his feedback was, you want the ball more. You just, you want to be able to put the ball in the net, take more shots. Like, that's really what you want. And so the strategy is possess the ball, uh, push more fast breaks, you know, have the ball in your stick more. And I think we saw that with other countries not performing up to, you know, as well. And even in the U.S. game, you know, there were just sloppy turnovers, right? There were, there were, just not not a game of runs for the U.S. So, um, but overall, you know, got pretty good TV time, and there was definitely coverage of it, and there were people at the games you could see. So, I think uh, that was really cool aspect, and you know, some other positive things. I think that other countries, not U.S., will do well with this. For example, uh, the Czechs. I think that Eastern Europe, even Poland, or the um, you know, countries that play indoor box will and are successful at it will do well. Now, Canada is sort of the creme de la creme because of, um, you know, how pronounced it is up there. But overall, I think that that was a pretty cool opportunity. And it's great to see the growth of the game. Now, I do have my questions about, you know, is that going to be picked up in not in Paris, but in the L.A. games, hopefully, um, you know, and that's ultimately what I think the 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 powers that be within lacrosse are are anticipating or or really pushing for um but we'll have to see and hopefully it'll get more adopted in the next you know next two to four years as we go through this sort of international cycle and uh, becomes more of a thing so um those are my thoughts on it i thought it was a great activity and uh it was cool to see you know it definitely had feedback kids engaged in the program got to watch so you know i think that that's important so the last topic for this episode um is going to go into the pll and the all-star game um i had the chance when we were out in rhode island uh coach josh and i went out to uh gillette stadium which i'd never been to what an experience um, Pat McAfee, all the big talkers talk about Jerry World down in, in Dallas uh, and uh, what an experience that is, you know, that facility. Well, I'd, you know, never been to Dallas uh, Stadium, but I went to Gillette and would imagine it's a lot similar to that where there's just restaurants, bars, like it's a whole um, experience to go there. And, uh, it was crazy. I mean, there were so many people even for the PLL. Let me rephrase that. There were thousands of screaming kids for the PLL, which is awesome to see. You know, everybody fired up jerseys, you know, free merch being slung out in the parking lot, like sponsorships. It was it was cool. It was a really cool uh, ensemble. And, you know, what a sacred sort of athletic ground to be played on. Really uh, a cool experience. So, um, the facility, awesome, absolute 10. Uh, you know, the fact that the game was sort of capped in, in uh, one of the greatest, I would say, and, and honored sports venues in the world, really cool. Then you look at the audience size, you know, of the section that they had roped off for the games, 
it was pretty full. A lot of kids engaged. You know, there was there was definitely a big presence there. Um, you know, the way that they did the events, right? Carryover of uh, a lot of things that happened in the MLL and what you see in other sports league for All Star Weekend is just like the uh, fastest shot. And then, you know, they've got the, the, the sprints and all that. That was pretty cool. Um, those were held pretty far after the game. So I'd heard some feedback, maybe speed it up quicker. Um, but overall, I thought that was, you know, funny, kind of cool. Um, the trick shot, kind of interesting. Um, and the game. Let's get to the game, Greg. What happened? Well, I mean, it was... Uh, if you had asked me, I would have told you, take the over. This isn't going to be a great defensive game. And uh, boy, you should have looked at the spread because it was 30 to 11, 33 to 11. I mean, what the heck was going on there? It was a 30, like almost a 20 something point spread. It was crazy, crazy, um, really lopsided. Uh, after my thoughts on that, you know, I was wondering. How many uh, all-star games have been played where the teams are picked? You know, what's the point differential of teams that are picked versus teams that are assigned? Um, you know, I, don't, I didn't do too much research, so I apologize. But that's where my thought went is like, what happened there? I mean, it was really lopsided. You know, it wasn't quite a game. A lot of the kids on my team were coming back who had gone. You know, we didn't go together, but we saw each other out there and, they were like, what the heck was that? That was a waste of time. You know, really wasn't a lot of competition in that. So, um, yeah, I mean, I don't, you just take it for what it is. It's more of an entertainment value. It wasn't the most big, biggest competition. And, um, yeah, it happened. It was a cool venue. That's what I thought. And uh, I was happy that I got to experience that. So, um, yeah, maybe they got some things to improve and work on for next for next year, but. Um, the PLL is back on and they got the second half of the season and, uh, it'll be exciting to see how it plays out. Uh, shout out to Charlie Hayes, shout out to Serge, uh, good luck the rest of the season. And, um, yeah, I mean, go water dogs, go, go redwoods, roll, roll woods. Um, and thank you for listening to another episode uh, be sure to like, comment, subscribe, share if you think it's worthy. And uh, if you have any questions, check out the link in the bio for either Omnia Lacrosse. There's opportunities if you're Polish Heritage to get involved with the Polish Heritage uh, for the Box Championship or the World Games in 2023. Um, also, feel free to reach out. My email is in the bio as well. Uh, thanks. Tell your parents you love them. Have a great week.